Welcome to Omnipotent Growth with Cal. I'm an acting leader for more than a decade and your leadership trainer and coach. Each week you'll hear exceptional stories and interviews, as well as actionable strategies and tactics that you can implement right away. I want to thank you for spending some time to grow as a leader. Hello guys, it's Cal from Omnipotent Growth. Today we have a very interesting topic, and the topic is strategic side gigs for leaders. But this is not the only interesting thing for today. Uh, I'm very happy to announce my co-host. I was uh, eager to tell you about that, but uh, the day finally came. And um, I'm here to present Stefan Shiligarski. Uh, he's a fellow of mine from the executive MBA program that we had together. He's a seasoned leader and financial specialist. He works um, in the largest Bulgarian bank, and he's also a head of a department. Uh, he, he's very diversified because he also leads a family with uh, twin girls, uh, which is very impressive for me. So, hi, Stefan. Hi, Cal. Thanks for the nice words and for the introduction. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to join you. I enjoyed the first few episodes five actually very much and the advice you give from your own experience i find this really helpful not only for aspiring leaders but also for established ones because you. you can learn for uh, from every person on on this planet so uh just just to add to my to my description i've been participating in uh negotiations with some of the largest companies in the world pulling off deals worth millions, even billions in euro already. So I hope I'll be able to contribute uh, to this wonderful podcast to make it even more interesting and engaging for our listeners. So, I'm more than confident about that. <laughs> yeah. That for your contribution. Thank you. Uh, let me jump straight to today's topic, strategic side gigs. But before that, let's let's start with the with the so-called serious leisure, because they're relate the, the topics are related. Uh, so the a strategic leisure, leisure is a term that was coined by Mr. Robert Robert Stebbins in the beginning of '90s, and uh, the definition is the following: serious leisure is systematic pursuit of an amateur hobbyist or volunteer activity that participants find so substantial and interesting that in the typical case, they launch themselves on a career centered on acquiring and expressing its special skills, knowledge, and experience. I know nice. you're a passionate arm wrestler. How do you relate the arm wrestling to your identity as a leader? And what attributes uh, you take from the arm wrestling and you apply in your leadership style great question so i think that it all starts uh, with my secret and my secret is doing hard things every day uh what does this mean is that um when you participate in activities that stretch you the activities that not necessarily uh, give you joy right away uh, then your whole personality, your organism uh, gets into the, the vibe of um, working hard for, for the pleasure. So like it's the runner high, 
or the the strength that I can uh, imply in my trainings, uh, it comes with a lot of effort beforehand. So it's gained with years and years of hard pushing. And in the end, uh, it feels good to be able to move like uh, 70 kilos with one arm, but it doesn't wow. come uh, on the day, <laughs> right? Uh, it comes with a lot of sweat, uh, sometimes a lot of pain and uh, consistency. So I know that this uh, here is um, also can relate to the, the late gratification. Uh, there is a famous marshmallow test in which uh, you test the kids how uh, they react to, to stimulus and uh, if you offer them candy, what they do right away. Yeah. So this is uh, the, the secret. Do the hard things uh, to have the easy life afterwards. <laughs> uh, the next thing is really getting used to failure for me uh, because... I always put myself to the test. And when you put yourself to the test, um, sometimes you overstretch yourself. You, you try something that you're not ready for. And uh, you have some negativity here because you, you get so shut down or you lose or uh, you, you fail and you, not, you can't achieve the, this high level, high bar that you set for yourself. And uh, the thing is that when you do get used to this type of failure and then try again and make trying again a habit, then uh, you are ultimately uh, set for success because uh, it won't be today. It maybe won't be tomorrow, but um, in the end, uh, when you just try again, make the feedback loop and then uh, make a better try, uh, finally you get uh, what you want and what you aim for. Um, another thing is, I think, overall building a character. Like when you start to become that person, uh, you get feedback uh, around yourself. And uh, this can be an external motivator because people are really uh, interested in, in uh, showing uh, that you are ready to put the work. Like when you're ready to put the work, people acknowledge that. and they tell you, uh, yeah, it's it's great and it's uh, how do you do it. The, the, sheer, the mere interest is uh, uh, an external motivator. And I think that learning the value of the process um, gets you to, to the end goal. So I know that everything that I try to shift, everything that I try to make better in the end, uh, sparks my interest so yeah. i try something new then i i see some sort of a, a result some sort of a feedback mm, it's not exactly what i expected but then I, i i tweak it a little bit more and then th this is a exploratory uh exploratory mm, process that i really much enjoy and i think this is one of the the ingredients of uh, of um a successful endeavor in the end. Mm. Let me, let, sorry for interrupting you, let me just uh, cite uh, Mr. Simon Sinek. Uh, he, he has uh, a famous... Our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, excitement comes from achievement. Fulfillment comes from the journey that got you there. Yeah, um, yeah, great, great. I always uh, like uh, the words that he put. Like yeah. th th This uh, paints the picture exactly. So... Yeah. You want to really enjoy the things that you're doing um, 
so you get the the, the fulfillment as you said mm. as he said <laughs> yeah okay so yeah i think maybe there is one more thing and you know that i'm strategical by nature i love strategies and tactics mm, i'm a sports fellow an athlete so uh, i know that many people in the military also uh, have their uh, fair share of trainings about strategies and tactics but in every really in-depth uh, activity you can apply some sort of a strategy and you can uh, break it down to tactics that uh, can bring you closer to your goal so uh, an interesting way to look at it is that um, everything that i try to uh, shift from arm wrestling to my leadership is based on similar principles for example the amount of stress that i find uh, that grows me uh, as an athlete uh, gives me more power uh, the amount of stretch that i'm doing i try to translate it to to the amount of stretch that i get uh, in my uh, leadership in my uh, daily routines and also the amount of stretch that I try to give uh, to the, the leaders that are below me in the organization, for example. So basically, yeah, this is uh, one simple example of, uh, of how I can translate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So as, as you know, I'm a fitness enthusiast as, uh, as well, uh, not in the arm wrestling, but uh, pure uh, fitness working out. I rarely miss a workout, uh, but what you probably don't know is that 10 years ago, I lost 18 kilos, which is about 40 pounds in uh, just two months. So yeah, it, and how did I do that? I set my bar very high and I had the determination uh, to attain it. I wanted a better physics, better health, uh, but also I was, I was pulled by the achievement for the sake of achievement to, to prove myself that I, that I can do it. Uh, by the way, I don't recommend this, this rapid uh, weight loss to, to no one because it's a bit drastic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a bit detrimental to the, for the health, but anyway, uh, I did it so with perseverance, clear purpose. You we can need achieve. pictures. We need pictures before and after. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you some to, so that you can uh, okay. yeah you can post them <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, uh, and um, another another funny story. Um, six years ago, I started working out at home because uh, my baby girls were just born then. And as you will soon understand, going to the gym for an hour and a half training session was, was not an option. So yeah. one of the first exercises that I tried was a handstand push-up against the wall. Uh, this is you lean against the wall with your head down and your legs up and you try to make a push-up. I've so seen back then, idea. yeah. yeah. Right. So back then I was, I was fit uh, I had the confidence uh, because I was I was going to the gym, so I had the confidence that I'll be able to do it. But guess what? I've been falling so many times until I succeeded to make even a single rep. 
gradually I built my strength, started doing series of uh, 10, 12 reps. And um, this is for me a stark reminder of, of the experience uh, when, I, when I start something new. Like, like for example, this, mm. this podcast. I, I'm, I'm here, my, my voice is almost trembling. Uh, uh, I'm constrained. I feel a bit anxious. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I do this to broaden my horizon, my, my experience. Uh, and I think this would be, uh, very useful for me, um, in my, in my professional life as well, which brings, brings us to the next question. Uh, which is the subject of uh, today's episode, the strategic side gigs, uh, like this podcast is, is for me. I saw this term in an, in an article of uh, Mr. Ken Banta from Vanguard Network and uh, Mr. Orwan Boston from EY. Uh, the article was in uh, HBR. Um, so uh, the term strategic side gigs means a meaningful engagement engagement in outside activities that expose you to different people, information, mm. cultures, but are also in some ways synergistic with both your personal interests and your current or future primary work. So as, as our listeners uh, know already, uh, we have both embarked on our EMBA journey, which was definitely a very serious side gig. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, so also, as, as, as I already mentioned, the participation in this podcast, I, I view it also as a, as a strategic side gig uh, for, for me. Um, and what is, what is your, your experience? You have, you have had also a lot of such, of such side gigs. You're very active in, in the social media and now with, with this podcast. And I, I know you're, you're doing a lot, of, a lot of side things beside the, the already listed ones. So, yeah, please uh, tell, tell us sure. what, what is strategic side get for you. Sure, uh, with pleasure. So, yeah, before, before I answer, I just want to really mention that... Um, you're totally authentic. So the, the listeners don't know it yet, but despite the fact that you are a very well-established professional, like you have all the credentials in the world uh, to be confident, but you still have your uh, way to step up and uh, act confident until you, you feel feel like it. Like uh, you grew a lot uh, in, in the MBA program and I'm... I'm obliged to say it, uh, to see how growth uh, can spur and sprout uh, in front of your eyes. It's, it's always remarkable. So kudos <laughs> to that. Um, to get back on the question, so for me, it always starts with a, some sort of a strategy. In the end, if you don't uh, make a strategy, uh, you're shooting blind uh, in the dark and it's not it's not okay it's not uh, good for a, uh, a leader or a person as a whole in, in even in the smallest uh, uh, endeavors that you get uh, for me it's also a combination between a why and a how 
sort of a strategy because I'm right there between the why and the how. And I have the vision. Uh, I have uh, things that I want to realize uh, in the world. But I'm also having the nag of uh, an engineer, the nag of, of a technician on how to, to re- resolve the analytical problem, how to uh, break it down to tactics, how to really make a good solution out of, out of it, out of uh, our aligned plan. So I had many side gigs in my early years. I now uh, narrowed it to few. And uh, I think it's for the best. The first years I can mark as exploration years. I've done a lot of different things. Uh, I've been um, an entrepreneur in different kind of ways. Mm, also, every next challenge that I take in my professional life was uh, some sort of a stretch, something uh, that I wasn't able to do before. And... Yeah, this adds up in the end. In the one of the last uh, episodes, I've talked about multipliers. And since I discovered that, uh, things really, really get uh, rolling. So the ball, ball started rolling. I discovered that um, uh, speaking and communication to people is a very important quality and skill. Uh, and you can practice in a different way. Uh, trying to build trust uh, to to imply and uh, instill influence in conversations and uh, in groups of people, even if you are not uh, the authoritarian or the, the the person that has the the physical authority over the team, you still can influence it. And also, I found out uh, that uh, you should be able to negotiate. There are different uh, ways to do that, and uh, it depends on the situation. Uh, but those multipliers uh, really drove me to uh, the next levels of my of my career, uh, speaking in front of uh, public, in front of people. So mm, uh, most of you guys say, uh, yeah, you're really confident uh, around uh, people and uh, speaking in front of a full room. Uh, it wasn't like that uh, in the past. So this is something that I've built and that I trained. I'm still uh, shaking uh, when I when I need to enter a full room of unknown people. Uh, although, as as I mentioned uh, in the beginning, um, I've been meeting on a constant basis um, a lot of high level CFOs, CEOs of of uh, different international companies. But I still can't overcome this this anxiety before entering the meeting and and. Uh, so on mm. so yeah. so i'll share some some secrets then on the, this topic maybe maybe in, in another episode <laughs> yeah that would be that would be useful cool Thanks. yeah so basically to continue answering the the question what other experiences what else can be uh, discussed as a side geek is also um i always try to connect the dots like i always try to build up uh, the things, the skills, the knowledge, uh, what I've done before, how to connect it to the things that I'm doing now. And this is really helpful. And in the end comes to the real value that you can bring to, to the table, to the people, to the conversation. For example, I also um, have uh, been in conversations with a lot of great executives. And uh, when you start feeling useful in such conversations, then you you really feel that uh, you've grown and you, that you reached a certain level. And of course, you always 
have uh, room for improvement. But uh, for example, now in, in our last conversations that we were in the room, we had all types of executives and uh, we bring uh, each other different uh, types of um, viewpoints and uh, somehow uh, build on our knowledge and our, on our experience, give more to, to the table and to the, um, the common value pool. And yeah, it's, it's sort of a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree, definitely. And um, last but, but not least, uh, all of us are very busy or at least we pretend to be because this is the social norm for executives. Uh, how effective and productive we are is a different topic that we can discuss in another episode. Uh, but adding another task on our, in any way, fullest could hurt our precarious work-life balance. I personally think that time management is a matter of priorities and everything else is excuses. Uh, but anyway, um, you became a far uh, two, three days, a couple of days ago. So congratulations. Uh, I might, <laughs> yeah, I myself, I'm a, I'm a far of two girls. Uh, at the same time, we are here. We record this conversation. Uh, we have, prepared the script and and uh, so on um so if if there's a will there's a way but um tell me from uh, from from your experience uh, how do you manage uh, your different roles what is your recipe mm. yeah so for sure as you said probably this is a whole topic for another for another episode but there are many things I can say on that. And still, there is one core thing that I should say mandatorily. Ultimate focus. Hmm. This is the answer for me. So with ultimate focus, uh, however you arrange your time in your day, it will never be enough if you don't have a start time, an end time, and uh, your full willingness uh, to participate. So if you are committed and you want to see it through and do the thing that you uh, really set it to, to do, uh, then you will have success in, in every uh, thing that you get your hands on. For example, when I start the day, I start with uh, a little bit of self-development uh, uh, I meditate, uh, I do a little bit of physical activity, uh, I uh, start uh, thinking about uh, the topics that I will encounter in the day, even if I, I have uh, time and I don't have uh, many other tasks in the morning. I do some reading for 30 minutes just to uh, get the juices flowing, as we might say. And I have my focus there. I don't start with email, I don't start with... Uh, things that will distract me and that will bring me into loopholes of topics. I am uh, dedicated uh, and I've blocked my time to do those things. Then when I start my work day, uh, I have slots uh, for, for other activities. Uh, then in the evening, I have a slot for, let's say, for a training. And I just try to be committed. Of course, 
uh, emergencies are emergencies. If, if something uh, is needed uh, by by a family member or by something by someone uh, in in the office uh, and it's really emergent, uh, then I will uh, break my focus and attend to it. But if you want to uh, achieve more, you should block and you should. Uh, get your ultimate focus. So there are a lot of great things like deep work. Uh, it's a book that I, I uh, gladly will refer. Uh, and um, mindfulness is, is a big deal here because if you are mindful, if you have 20 or 30 minutes, then you will know where your, your focus should go. And uh, that way, uh, ultimately, you know that you will have another slot and you have the time to get back to this topic. You don't bring it into your other work. You don't bring it at home on the dinner table with your wife uh, or when you want to play with your kid. You, you don't want to think about, uh, yeah, did I uh, press send on that email or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think this sums it up. <laughs> yeah, for today at least. So I want to thank you, Stefan, for joining uh, Omnipotent Growth. Uh, you, it was a great pleasure uh, for you to be uh, a co-host for the first time. Your contributions are more than solid. I think uh, many people will uh, uh, enjoy that and uh, our community grows stronger by the day. So I want to see you guys next week. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and uh, like and share the content because we want to make this uh, omnipotent growing nation uh, a very big thing because I know that uh, uh, there are lots of uh, great professionals out there that can contribute and then can they can really uh, help us share the message and uh, we are all in this together so we are all leaders and uh, we just want to make it right so see you next time thank you